three icons of motorsports coming together for a weekend of racing excitement. The SCCA with its nearly 80 years of history, Cal Club with 72 years of racing action, and then there's Willow Springs, the baby in the group, founded in 1953. Now, another chapter in this enduring love affair with speed, new stories to add to the lore. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network's coverage of the Cal Club Region's 2022 U.S. Majors Tour races at Willow Springs. Strap on that helmet and tighten those belts. The racing action starts right now. All right, we're here for the Sunday races. This is Sunday, March 13th, out at Willow Springs. Working on race group four. This is the GT1, GT2, GTX, A sedan, T1, uh, SP and Spec Corvettes. Let's get right to our starting lineups with Tristan Parker. Well, starting in row number 27, it is Greg Nestor. Or, I'm sorry, in uh, row number 14. Uh, in row number 13, Kevin Jones and Stephen Chen. Row number 12, Patrick Howe and Kevin Michaels. Row number 11, Evan Gold and Darren Griffith. Uh, row number 10, you have Oli Thordarson and Gene Manette. Uh, row number nine, it's Mark LaCourt and Craig Dale. Row number eight, Sean Whitwood and Mike Sheehan. Row number seven, Brian McMillan and Jay Byron Walker. And on to row number six is the wind blows my sheets around. On the outside, you got Chris Qualls. He's the number 73 A sedan car. He is from uh, Benicia, California. On the inside of row six, you've got Mikhail Butenko, the car number 47, a sedan. He is from San Francisco in a Mustang. Row five is Robert Kelly on the inside in the 88 car. He's in the GT2 Chevy Camaro from Huntington Beach. On the outside of five, Roger Eagleton in the car number 133, a sedan Ford Mustang. He's from Burling, uh, Burlington, California. Moving on to row four on the inside, Mike Henderson. He is in uh, the, uh, the Chevy Camaro. He's from Alpine. That's a GT2 car. On the outside of row four, you've got Wayne Graham. He is in the SP Mazda RX-7. He's from Santa Monica. I'm sorry, from Santa Barbara. Row three, Ian Barberi on the inside. Row car number 74. That is the T1 BMW from Pleasanton, California. On the outside of three is Robert Kahn. He is in the number 135 car. That is a Corvette. He is from Las Vegas. And in the second uh, row is Ed Sharnock. He is in the Chevy SWT. Uh, he's from Murrieta, the car number six. Then we've got Tony Colecchio in row, uh, outside of row two. He is car number 79 in the BMW M3 from Campbell. Your front row, your pole sitter, Michael Lewis in the 12 car. That is the Jaguar XKR. He's from Poway. And on the outside of row one, you've got Tristan Littlehale in the T1 BMW M3. Your cars are now coming down for the start. Looking for to see if the starter likes what they see. They do. The green flag is out. We are ready to go racing here at Willow Springs. Michael Lewis going hard to the first corner. He's got a big, big jump. And then two by two for a lot of cars going through. Seemingly a big jump for Michael Lewis there, Tristan. It was a big jump for Michael Lewis in that uh, the beast in orange and black right there, that powerful, powerful Jaguar, uh, and we would expect nothing less out of Michael Lewis here. Uh, interesting to note, though, that Mike Henderson kind of attempted a, a slingshot up the inside right there early on into that start and couldn't quite find a way around. Ian Barbary doing something similar there, but that grouping probably will sort itself out as we come up here into turn number four uh, and five, and it does look like maybe uh, Barbary did manage to uh, actually slip 
into that third place spot. By the way, this grouping is a little bit split up, right? We have uh, one group in the head, and then we have the Spec Corvettes, uh, kind of in a second group. They just came tearing by us. Should be about uh, turn number three right now. Yeah, definitely. Split starts here. That Corvette's a big, big group, So, uh, and we don't have enough time to do a separate race for the Corvette, so we, in this particular case, have split them out so they have kind of their own race within the race here, and they don't have to worry about the other four classes in their group. Your leader's now uh, well into the back straight, now heading into the 8-9 complex. Michael Lewis, still your leader, and then uh, those cars starting to kind of spread out one by one, and then you've got the big big gaggle of Corvettes as they come through as the second group. They're now on the back straight, coming down two cars. Two of the Corvettes have uh, broken away from that pack, and then you've got another five or six cars coming as we go through. Michael Lewis has, uh, has completed the first race lap as our race leader, uh, although some of the cars have started to make up a little bit of time on him, it looks like. I think there was a little bit of a challenge there towards the tail end as well. Sean Whitwood uh, was trying to push forward, couldn't quite find a way around Mike Henderson just there. Uh, so he will remain where he is currently in sixth place overall. Here come our two Corvette leaders, by the way, sailing across the line uh, and uh, maintaining a pretty good clip here uh, themselves, all things considered. Uh, that'll be uh, Gene, uh, Craig Dale and Gene Minet or Minette there uh, in that lead. Yeah, we've pronounced that four or five different ways Sorry. today. So it, we can go all French and go Jean Minet, or we can go Jean, Jean Maynette. Well, <laughs> not quite sure what the way to do it is. Uh, I kind of like the Frenchified way. Jean Minet. the place of it. There we go. There we go. All right, here comes our leaders now heading back through with Michael Lewis. Now got a, probably a 15-20 car length lead over the second place car. That is a GT1, then a T2, so there's really no race on track between those two cars. Uh, but that's what Michael Lewis has done. He's already opened up what is two seconds. It will be more than two seconds this time by. That, uh, that Jaguar is one of those, another one of those stop by and take a picture with that car cars. Um, beautiful race car. A lot, of, uh, a lot of the cars that Michael Lewis brings out here, he usually is racing in two or three races every weekend. Uh, those cars are really, really pretty cars. And, and like I said, those are the go-take-a-picture-by-the-car cars. It is, a, it is an impressive-looking machine. It's very distinctive, too, which actually helps us keep track of it as it, as it whips around here at right. one of those springs. But it is, like you said, uh, definitely worth going and have a little uh, shufty at that one there. Uh, taking a look now, seeing if anything has really changed down here in the Corvettes. We haven't quite noticed anything from the booth. I mentioned that coming into turn one. There is a little bit of jostling right there, but nothing too serious. Worth pointing out that back up at the top, uh, Tristan Littlehale is getting pressed by uh, Tony Kalish who's currently sitting in third. The gap when they passed us at the finish line was about 0.4, uh, maybe 0.4 of a second, I think, overall. And Calicio managing to kind of cling on uh, to the backside of Tristan Littlehale as they come down through turn six and into turn seven. So something maybe in the offing right there. Mikhail Butenko, by the way, also getting challenged by Robert, Roger Eagleton back uh, for eighth and ninth, respectively. There's three good ways to get talked, at, talked about on a broadcast. Be way up front. Do something spectacular off course and don't get hurt. Or have a car that's not black or blue because there's 18 of black and blue cars out there. We're always going to talk about the orange or the yellow or the red one. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the best way for that to happen. Michael Lewis continues to extend his lead now up to six seconds here. Uh, Corvettes are having an, a similar type situation where a little bit of a battle has started uh, with two of the Corvettes. And uh, they are breaking away from the rest of their pack. 
Uh, and then you've got four or five Corvettes spread out pretty evenly there, uh, but a good gap between second and third in that Corvette group. Yeah, we may we might actually just saw a pass in the Corvette group as they came down into turn number eight. Uh, I believe it was the yellow car of Mark Lacourt who might have slipped ahead, but we'll confirm right now as they come by. And indeed, it was Lacourt who pulled around number 22, so that's only Thordarson there who got passed up uh, at, at turn seven. Uh, still, the Corvettes, though, maintaining a relatively big grouping, or a solid grouping, I should say, except for those two leaders who are kind of spreading out far ahead. Of course, there are a lot of cars on the track right now, so uh, no pun intended, but it's a little hard to keep track of just where everybody is at any given time when they're not passing us on the finish line, but we'll, we'll try and keep you up to date as best we can here as we take a look at our race leader. Uh, I do believe that's Michael Lewis, who's just come screaming in uh, through turn number nine and will be passing across the finish line in fine form. No signs of slowing down there at all. The other car that we're keeping an eye on this weekend, uh, at least in this race, which is really interesting because we don't get a lot of them out here, uh, is the 2010 Lamborghini Gallardo. Uh, that's the Mike Skian car. Uh, he's at a Costa Mesa. We don't get to see a car like that out here very, very often. Uh, that's a beautiful red, white, and blue paint scheme. And uh, so another distinctive paint scheme, but it's a Lambo, so we would certainly pick up on that as well. <laughs> it is, it's a fine-looking machine right here. Coming across the finish line, by the way, a little bit of a 10-on-10. It looks like Robert Kelly was trying to get the better of Mike Henderson. Uh, we lost him in the tree right as they hit into turn number one. I, I don't think uh, that he quite got around him, uh, Robert Kelly, but he's certainly uh, making an effort. No, we can't confirm as they go into turn number two. Robert Kelly did pass uh, Mike Henderson uh, down there, which puts him in uh, sixth place overall in the race. All right, the car 47, one of the Mustangs here, uh, is pulled into pit lane. Not quite sure what's going on, but a crew member of, uh, or somebody is going to check on them. He parked right in the middle of pit lane. I wouldn't necessarily suggest that that's where you should do that on a regular basis, uh, but someone's trying to help them figure out what the deal is, and I will figure out whether or not they continue on in just a second. Here comes your race leader, Michael Lewis, circulating again. Big, big gap between him and second place. The 47 car, as I was talking about, has decided to call it a day. Uh, that car has come behind the wall here. I believe that's Mikhail Butenko. We saw Butenko, I think, in a previous race earlier today. Also, uh, if I remember correctly, had some sort of uh, technical issue. Uh, so, unfortunately, it does look like maybe race day is done there uh, for Butenko pulling over towards the tech area. Uh, back on the track, uh, things are winding out just a little bit. There's a couple of little groups here and there across the board. No particular battles of note just yet, uh, but we'll keep you updated whether anything develops. Uh, speed Speaking of battles, Robert Kelly, who did manage to get uh, the leg up uh, there over Mike Henderson, seems to have made up uh, a bit of pace here. Roger Eagleton has dropped down to eighth. Brian McMillan sitting at ninth. Your spec Corvette race, Craig Dale's your race leader right now. Uh, Jean Manet or... Gene Mennett, <laughs> second place. Mark LaCourt is third. Uh, Ali Thoridson is in fourth. That's your top four there in Spec Corvette. Uh, and of course, now those cars are starting to catch the slower cars from the first pack, and then the back Corvettes are going to start getting the the faster cars from the lead pack. Um, but that'll that's kind of how that works. We're at the uh, 
12 laps to go point here. Uh, just a little eight minutes into this race. This would be our second fastest race group of the weekend. Of course, the uh, the fast-winged formula car is slightly faster than this group. Uh, but this car is, you know, we call these the ground pounders or the big bore cars. A lot of these are big V8s, uh, and, and they just have raw speed, which is, you know, fun to watch no matter no matter what you like. Oh, I love it when they all line up for the grid. You can feel the uh, the rumbling of all those engines up here in the control tower. Literally sh shakes the floor as they get ready to get going. By the way, it, it, we did say this was our biggest group with ostensibly, I believe, 27 cars uh, entered into it. Though it is worth pointing out that it only started, I think, with 22 on the track. Uh, at least five people did not make it to the grid or did not start today. So a little bit smaller there, but still a hefty 22 entries here split between the, the spec Corvette and the rest of the field as more come passing us by here on the finish line still everything remaining largely the same across the grid Michael Lewis still firmly in the lead there with a nine second gap between him and second place which is Tristan Littlehale and Colegio Tony Colegio still pushing up behind Tristan Littlehale about a second's difference between the two of them yeah not entirely uncommon to lose a couple of cars from Saturday to Sunday uh, you've got a couple of situations. Maybe a car had a mechanical issue on Saturday, couldn't make it out on Sunday. Also, some folks have uh, things to do on Sunday, so they just come out to race with us on Saturday. Uh, not, not completely uncommon, so to lose a couple of cars, um, wouldn't be surprised by that. We've got a, a seven-second lead now, almost an eight-second lead between first and second, Michael Lewis and Tristan uh, Littlehale, uh, with Tony Caliccio still in third. Keeping an eye, by the way, on uh, is it Mike Henderson and Robert Kelly have sort of been close to one another in terms of overall timing. We're going to see them coming around just through turn number nine right now. And it does look like Robert Kelly has opened up a significant gap, actually, on the last lap, much farther apart than they were previously. The 121 car coming across the line right now, that is Mike Henderson. And that has opened up to from about a... a almost a second to about four seconds now down there between sixth and seventh place. So a good lap for Robert Kelly. All right, we're still a few laps away from the halfway point as our cars continue to work their way around here. We've got another car coming in and, and ending their day. Uh, this is the car number 41. Uh, one of those older Mustangs. I think this is the one you were talking about earlier. It is, um, yeah. <laughs> they have They have called it a day. Yeah, that's Brian McMillan in the number 41 car who was driving the, the brave uh, 1993 Ford Mustang that could out there. And I, I love to see it racing, but unfortunately it does look like its its day is done. So he's pulled into the tech lane as well. That's, that's tragic, Brian. I hate to see it. All right. Still keeping a close look here at this spec uh, Corvette battle. Craig Dale... Uh, Jean Minette, uh, maybe I'll just crisscross them. Jean Minette uh, is in second. Mark Lacourt is in third. Mike Skian is uh, in f is right there also, but that's that GT1 Lamborghini. And then Ollie Thornton is in fourth. There's your top four right now in uh, in that spec Corvette uh, group. And there was there were two cars who were having a really good dice. I'm going to have to try to pick out a car number next time by 
uh, but I was really enjoying watching them come through here uh, the last couple of laps. Uh, they're two of the Corvettes, and they look like they're having a ton of fun. They're just coming through turn six right now. Uh, it's kind of an orangish Corvette, and then there's a, a, a gray one here, and they just seem to be kind of trading back and forth. Yeah, I actually noticed that earlier, Brian. I was trying to figure out who they were, but we'll get them when they come through the next time, uh, and we'll get it. We'll get a good idea in terms of individual class leaders. By the way, Michael Lewis, of course, leading the GT ones. Tristan Littlehale leading the T ones. Then our third place car, uh, Tony D. Calicio, leading the D or the GT twos. Uh, Roger Eagleton is your current AS leader, and then Craig Dale leading those Corvettes. So this is a situation with this orange car that we run into where you hear a lot of times you hear about timing and scoring, not being able to see the car numbers. I've tried to catch the car number on this orange Corvette three times now, and I can't see it from my where I'm at now. So I would love to tell you what that driver, who that driver was who was having a fun battle, uh, but if I can't see your car number, I can't talk about you. Uh, unfortunate indeed. I was never very good at math either, so numbers were hard to begin with. <laughs> Put them on a car going 100 miles per hour, it becomes uh, nigh on impossible sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we are at our halfway point here, or really close to it, so let's do a full field rundown here. Right now, Michael Lewis is our race leader. He is in the GT1 car. Second place is Tristan Littlehale. Uh, Tony DiColecchio is in third. Ian Barberi, fourth. Your fifth place car is Sean Whitward. Sixth place car is Robert Kelly. In seventh, we've got Mike Henderson. Roger Eagleton is in eighth, and Craig Dale is in ninth. That's your first place car in Spec Corvette. Looking at 10 through 15, we've got Gene Manet, uh, Mark LaCourte, Oli Thordson, Evan Gold, Greg uh, Nestor, and Kevin Michaels. 16 through 20 Kev, uh, is Patrick Lowe, uh, J, uh, J. Byron Walker, Kevin Jones, Steve Owen, and uh, and Mike Skian. That Mike Skian car, that was the, uh, that, or Sheehan car, that's the Lamborghini. I, did it come into the pits? Oh, yeah, it is in the pits right now. It's showing up as being in the pits on our timing sheet, and it actually is in the pits. I'm not quite sure what they're doing. They don't look like, well, they're moving stuff around. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on there. And then the other cars, we've got the Brian McMichael car, uh, McMillan car. That was the... Uh, that was the Mustang that just came in and um, uh, Mikhail Butenko. So those two cars are done for the day. That's our full field rundown here at the halfway point brought to you by the Racing Wire Podcast Network. Well, the mystery of the orange car there have been sorted out. That's number 44, I believe, Patrick Howe, who is in that orange Corvette and does seem to be having quite a fun race out there. He actually, I think I saw him just pulling up uh, into turn number four and right about, and he's uh, chasing the heels of someone up there. I believe it's Kevin Michaels in the number 98 Corvette, so a little bit of a chase going on right there, and we'll see actually if uh, the aforementioned Patrick Howe can maybe make his way past, but a, a good gap opened up there by Kevin Michaels coming down off of turn number five, did not spare uh, the gas as he dropped down into that dip. That change of elevation, uh, by the way, between turn five and six, I feel like it can be a bit of a challenge, a bit deceiving really, Brian, uh, in terms of sp how you're supposed to handle it, so it's always interesting to see how drivers take that individually. Good news for exotic car fans. The Lamborghini has returned to the racetrack. <laughs> Not quite sure what the issue was. It didn't look like they did a whole lot, but uh, uh, they, they, they went and checked it, and whatever it is, they said, let's go and try to get some more laps in. So 
And then these are those two Corvettes I was telling you about, the 98 one, and, and you did, did you, I just hear you say you figured 44. out who the driver was on the other one? Uh, Patrick Howe, number 44. Okay, okay. Yeah, they were having a ton of fun out there, and it looks like they still are. Oh, definitely. And speaking of something interesting, or a ton of fun, I should say, it's a good pass, a very cool pass, actually, up there. I think we just saw Mike Henderson uh, got passed by Roger Eagleton coming actually up through that elevation uh, down around turn number six. We'll confirm that, of course, when they come around the next time, but it, it was a clean-looking move uh, that we saw right there. Uh, powering now across the finish line are another group of Corvettes, uh, Robert Kelly right there, uh, and... Take a quick look here and just confirm. There goes that Lambo that we were talking about just a second ago. And sure enough, uh, it was that 133 car right there by uh, Roger Eagleton, who has managed to get in front of Mike Henderson. And they've got Mark LaCour now in the middle of the two of them as well. Is there a big cloud of dust right there? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure if from. that's driven by the Santa Ana or if it's driven by a car that went off. Although we are getting some pretty stronger or stronger gusts now than we were earlier. Uh, so that could just be getting kicked up by the winds. That's kind of a, it's a bit of a bad news there, unfortunately, for some of these drivers because there is a, a, a noticeable cloud of dust that was hanging around uh, the finish line. I mean, I don't think it was anything to impair visibility, but certainly could get dust on the cars and on the tires, uh, no doubt about it. Absolutely. There's a big group of cars right now going through turn five. I don't know if they're kind of all mixed up and with different cars being lapped right now, um, but that's kind of a, an area with a whole lot of action going on in that gaggle of cars. And I, I see them there, and, and it looks like it may be just a, a group of faster cars trying to make their, three, their way through a bunch of back markers. I think you're right in that one, Brian. You see, actually, Michael Lewis, speaking of back markers, he's coming up on that group. Yeah. He's put up so much speed here that he's uh, he's going to have to navigate his way through a, a whole, probably almost a whole field's worth of back markers uh, at the pace he's setting. Absolutely, and, and part of those cars trying to make their way through is that Lamborghini and another Corvette. So, and then now, as you said, Michael Lewis is going to be coming up on them right now. So this next lap for him is going to be fairly interesting. I wouldn't say critical. He's got a pretty good lead, and he's got a huge lead in front of the car in his class. Uh, but interesting nonetheless to see how many of those cars are paying attention to the blue flags, how many of those cars are in front of are paying attention to the mirrors, and uh, whether he has an easy trip through that group or whether he has to do a, do a little dance to get through there as well. I'll be just curious from a technical sort of strategic standpoint to see where he tries, if he does choose to, to make passes on those cars, where he chooses to do so. He's, I believe, coming up into turn uh, number four right now. I, I see, I, I see the, like I said, the beast in black and orange right there. And he has passed at least one of that group, and he's kind of chasing on the heels of another right now as they come down through turn number five. So clearly he's not hesitant uh, to navigate the traffic, and he's happy to continue maintaining the impressive speeds that he's been putting up so far uh, across this race. All right, there's that group now heading through the first, uh, the back straight. Michael Lewis now coming up on two back markers. And, uh, of course, those two back markers now have gone side by side, so that makes things difficult. Uh, Lewis makes his way through one of them. Now he's going to pick off the second one, and then he's got four more cars. Well, I say that, and, and it's just like now it's every, you know, every couple hundred feet there's another back marker for him to work, work, work his way through. So... Uh, he's made it through the bulk of that group, uh, but now he's coming up on one of the Mustangs, clearly faster than that car. He's going to get through there, 
uh, before now he has to take on a couple of Corvettes here from the spec Corvette group so it's just going to be constant traffic management here for him as we go through the last four laps of this race. Yeah, it does look like we, we should be finishing on lap time, all things considered, on laps here, not time, all things considered. Ten minutes left in the race, four laps left to go, and these cars have been making pretty good progress here. Taking a look down the grid, seeing if there's anyone uh, in a particularly uh, tense situation, and really not so much. Uh, Roger Eagleton there uh, is kind of close to Jean Monnet, but they are of separate classes, so I don't think there's too much worry between the two of them about one getting a, an advantage over another. Mark LaCour uh, is slowly uh, closing up behind Craig Dale, but it does look like Dale is maintaining that advantage and remains and has remained the leader of that Corvette class throughout most of this race. Speaking of Corvettes, uh, Kevin, um, wait a second, I just uh, Stephen Chen has pulled off the track, so his day is done. He has pulled the number 89 Corvette. That's actually a really pretty uh, paint scheme or, or decal scheme or wrap or whatever yeah, they got in that one. Really, 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 really pretty car. That's the 89 car. Uh, unfortunately, uh, pretty doesn't mean fast, and, and it has decided to call it a day. Uh, don't tell that to the folks in iRacing. <laughs> some people spend a goodly amount of time getting some fancy color schemes in there. But this is this is actually one of our groups, I think, that does have some of the uh, uh, nicest color schemes in it. There's a really cool sort of neon vapor wavy number 74 car. I believe that's Ian Barbary that you can take a look at. That's an exciting one as well. Uh, that Lamborghini, by the way, just passing us right now. If you're the kind of interesting person, there goes number 74, by the way, Ian Barbary, who we were just talking about. Uh, he's, uh, he's dropped quite a bit from where he started in qualifying, I think. And no, he's actually managed to hold on to fourth place overall. Tony Colicio in third, and then, of course, Tristan Lindell Hale in second. Michael Lewis hanging on to that first place, and honestly, with three laps to go, it looks like that could be kind of your top three setup there, I, barring something unforeseen. All right, that battle we were talking about earlier with the 98 and the, uh, was it a 111 Corvette? I still can't see the number. 44? It's the 44. That's It's good to have young eyes, Tristan. Thank <laughs> you for being here. These old man eyes aren't working. Uh, a little gap now between the 98 and the 44 car. Michael Lewis picking his way again now through more of those Corvettes. He's passing one right now as he gets onto the main straight. And now there's nothing between him and the start-finish line. Uh, he should be able to cruise these last three laps, uh, or two laps actually, once he crosses the line. Because there are no more back markers. If he hits another back marker here before the end of this race, I'll be surprised. Wide open seas for him to navigate to navigate as he works his way through these final two laps uh, onto what could be another win for Michael Lewis here in that uh, really, really pretty black and orange Jaguar. Yeah, the entire, uh, honestly, the entire grid is a little bit confused right now because <laughs> there's there's been, there's some of the GTs, I think, in the T1s have been lapping each other. There's Corvettes who have pushed up towards the top of the race order uh, and who have been lapping and maybe even other Corvettes. I'm not entirely sure. A lot of back markers. And, of course, there's Michael Lewis, though, uh, navigating it all, like you said, with aplomb, just sort of pushing his way through uh, in, in fine form there. And always a pleasure uh, to watch him race but 
We'll see if there's any major kind of uh, duels building anywhere else in the lineup. But no, it's re maintaining relative stability here with two laps to go. I imagine we'll be seeing the white flag sooner rather than later. And this uh, group three race will be wrapping up. So you've given away my secret. If you don't Good tell point. anybody that you're confused, no one on the other side of the broadcast knows that you're completely confused. <laughs> Thanks, Tristan, for doing that. And yes, you are right. We just got the word from race control that the white flag will come out for Michael Lewis right now, probably, as Michael Lewis comes onto the main straight, heading down towards the start stand. There is our white flag. One lap to go in race group four. And Michael Lewis, if nothing happens, will cruise his way uh, to another race victory here at Willow Springs. Right, and uh, most of the rest of the field remains pretty stable here. Uh, we see Tristan Littlehale just crossing the line here. A good uh, good few seconds back there from Michael Lewis. And, you know, all credit uh, to Tristan Littlehale. He's been running an excellent race himself. He's about 11 seconds uh, behind Michael Lewis. 21 seconds behind Michael Lewis is Ian Barbary. Tony Collegio has crept up on Barbary. Barbary actually managed to pull around him and into third place on that last lap. So that is is a little duel you can watch here on this white flag lap. Uh, we'll see if Barbary can maintain that position in the number 74 car or if Tony Colisio will actually manage to rest that third place back. That 74 car has got a really cool rainbow, blue, purple rainbow metallic oh, numbers on it. It's really, really cool. That's the neon vaporwave color scheme. It's great. I love it. All right. Michael Lewis getting ready to go through 7, 8, 9 for the last time here for, well, I was going to say for the weekend, but he might be in one more race here before we're over. But anyway, in this particular race, he's now through 8, heading to 9. Nothing between him and the checkered flag. And we are going to get this thing done here. Michael Lewis in the Jaguar. He is going for a win here, and he gets it crossing the finish line with the checkered flag. Looking now for Tristan, uh, Tristan Littlehale to come across, and it does look like the BMW got the best of the 74 car, although maybe I missed that all together, maybe a little further back in the pack. Yeah, keeping an eye oh, Here they are. There is that 74 car we were talking about earlier crossing the line as well so all right let's get our race results here as we finish it off michael lewis was your race winner in group uh race four uh he is in the gt1 car tristan Littlehale is your second place car he was your t1 class winner your third place podium finisher is Ian Barberi, second place in T1. Your GT2 class winner was Tony DiColecchio. GT2 second place was Sean Whitwood. He came in uh, fifth. Craig Dale was sixth in the and first place in uh, Spec Corvette. He was in the 70 car. Second and third place in Spec Corvette, Mark LaCourt and Gene Monet. Roger Eagleton is your first place car in a sedan. He was in car number 133. Car number 121 was Mike Henderson, your second place car, your third place car in GT2. Then we've got a bunch of spec Corvettes, Oli Thornton, Evan Gold, uh, Greg Nestor, Kevin, Mc, uh, Kevin Michaels, Patrick Lowe, that's your 15th place finisher. Now you go to 16th place, that's Robert Kelly in GT2. Your S, and then we go to Kevin Jones, Jay Byron Walker, and Mike Skeen. Those are the cars who were running at the finish. Uh, also in at the end was Stephen Chen. He may have enough laps to be considered a finisher, but he was not running at the end. Brian McMillan and Mikhail 
uh, Butenko. They started also the race, but they did not finish. That is your first full field race finishing rundown for Group 4 here at Willow Springs. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network.